hello everyone and welcome back to another legal diaries podcast i am super excited to be joined today by andy who is the founder of aob nutrition and i will hand over to him to introduce himself to us yeah so my name's andy i started aob nutrition back in 2009 just as i'd finished my first year studying at ucd um, studying civil engineering and basically I needed some money to <laughs> survive so that's where I, that's where I came about that's gas because we were we were I was figuring this out the other day because I like went on the website and had like a, a more kind of thorough look before the podcast and I was reading about like your backstory and I was like we were in UCD at the same time as each other which is mad oh really <laughs> yeah like oh, I yeah but now I was in UCD for like eight years um because I yeah I know I did my undergrad I did my master's and I was a, I was a hack so I was a sabbatical officer as well so right. I did a year in the student union but like how did you like engineering is a pretty intense course so like how did you start a business while doing engineering um yeah it's funny I just sort of fitted it around it sort of started with it was back to 2009 yeah it was sort of um my protein you know the big English company that was still owned by its founder it was still a small well a growing but small company they had big bulk discounts at the time so I would just sort of buy the minimum amount to buy to get the maximum discount sell you know, 80, 90% of it's friends, they'd get a discount. I'd get my tub for free and it sort of just grew from that. Um, and then we started, so went from, yeah, it sort of advertised it around UCD. I remember, I remember putting stickers up on like lampposts and handing out flyers outside the gym, you know, just <laughs> That's sort that. of really just that. Yeah. Really trying to push it. And then the, the first ever sale to a non-friend was actually through a Bebo store not a store like a Bebo page would you believe <laughs> that's so funny it's when I think that like Bebo was a thing and like it's not that far, yeah <laughs> it's not that long back but like I remember Bebo like Bebo was all the rage um yeah it's crazy yeah for any kind of like Gen Z's or like much younger people Bebo was another form of social media and um, which existed yeah. kind of b- before pre-Facebook time but after kind of MySpace time um perfect so you you just started you just started to bulk buy from my protein and just sell yeah friends. And like, exactly that's mad and like what um, attracted you to be like fitness like I'm gonna this is what's gonna be yeah, my money so, maker yeah um I, it was never really a conscious decision it was just sort of I, I could see that I could get bulk discounts I was like well I can get my supplements for free doing this you know I was going to the gym a couple of times a week um and yeah and that's sort of how it started then I can't yeah that the first my first sale to a non-friend was through that Bebo site which is hilarious in itself and then I started it started just go word of mouth I think he told a friend and it went like that my friends told other friends and then I would start cycling it was the start I would cycle around Dublin with maybe a tub or two and a backpack deliver it off get cash on delivery and yeah (laughs) that was it that's insane and when did it like boom then into the website that we know today um 
Yeah, there was probably, so I was still studying for, I, I did four years in UCD. I, I swapped course after the first year. So I was there longer than average too. Um, I don't know exactly when I left, but sort of from 2012 to 2017, you know, it was slow, steady growth. That's slow yeah. <laughs> being the, the main word. Um, you know, there was I had no, you know, I was on, you know, I wasn't working apart from this. So studying, so there was no money, no marketing budget. Um, and that's when the idea of same day delivery came. So like, well, I have no marketing budget to advertise. So let's try and offer something that people will talk about. Yeah. And you know, people aren't going to talk about a new supplement store that's running off a Bebo website or <laughs> even the first iteration of the website didn't have payment facilities. It was sort of an order form. It arrived to me as an email that I would send back a PayPal payment request and they were, that's how it sort of started going outside of Dublin. So then I could ship them with the courier. Um, yeah. I don't know. I think, I think I probably got sidetracked there. What was, what was the, the question? No, you're grand. No, it's just interesting to know kind of how it, how it progressed from being like from 2010 to 2017, it was just kind of, I don't want to say a hobby, but it was just like, yeah. it kept you kind of taking over while you were in college and while you were studying. And then, when you so you said you switched course so did you stay in engineering yeah I, i'd actually started in engineering in uh, bolton street dit um, oh. and i was waiting for my uh leaving cert papers to be corrected and i was pretty confident that one of them was going to be bumped up and it was so then i ended up moving across to ucd and um, but that was sort of midterm and it was sort of a wasted year really because i you know joined late yeah then once to change course again it was the, the, that first year was just a bit of a mess for me and um, so it was after that first year that October I decided to start well didn't really decide sort of got into selling into selling the protein and yeah it went from there yeah so I would just, yeah, then then try and get my you know I'd have my timetable obviously for uni I'd nip in and out drive in and out or cycle in and out because we live quite close um, and then in between uh, lectures you go off delivering and then also in the evening you know lectures be finished at three or four anyway so I'd always have the evening to deliver and I could you know get going and deliver after sort of the heaviest traffic went quite sort of half seven and that's dinner. mad <laughs> it was literally like you and your car you and your bike yeah. going around oh exactly <laughs> the, yeah the bike that was hilarious you know there's <laughs> so many funny things <laughs> it's like delivery but for protein for like those two yeah. veins you know yeah. um <laughs> yeah and what when did the website like I know you said you had the kind of the online order form and then you sent a PayPal yeah. link but when did the website as we see it today when did you start building um, that we first had a first probably real I think we've had maybe four different websites built from scratch and it was always myself and my brother and my brother's he's he's a programmer I am at best a basic very very basic <laughs> ability of coding um so yeah the, the the latest one actually was built this time last year in fact 23rd of February I think it launched on either the 22nd or 23rd of February last year and this oh. this website's you know much better built than the previous ones um, it, it's just proper it works it's got a lot more functionality that we need and wanted um, so yeah we're very pleased with that and so that current website came about a year ago but it's it's been a lot of iterations about five years ago I moved back out from Dublin so what that's 2015 2016 something like that and um, I moved back to my family home you know to again reduce outgoings just 
the rent and um, mm. so they, you know had a bit of space and was able to do it from here and it's been here for the last four years until the end of last year where we finally got some of our own space into a warehouse and you know all a bit more I, I'm not no longer packing orders but it was a, <laughs> a long a long 10 years of packing a lot of orders yeah do you do you miss the the kind of being on the front line of it or are you were you glad to get rid of it um was sort of by the end of uh was it the end of 2019 I had sort of wound up the same day delivery so I was still actually doing a lot of driving up until the last year um and then sort of by the start of last year no the start of 2019 started to wind it down a bit you know it's only sort of doing Blanchettstown Finglas that sort of area and then by the end of 2019, it finished that completely. And the courier was coming here um, every every afternoon, collecting everything that I'd packed up. And it was sort of sort of that every day. And then in around the packing of or- orders, you know, trying to do customer service, trying to deal with suppliers, trying to find new products, you know, build a website. <laughs> you know, there's just yeah. so many things, but that's what makes it fun. You yeah. know, I never really saw myself as going into engineering, but I knew it was a good degree and I probably needed a few years to mature. Yeah. <laughs> and like, do you have you used kind of any skill sets? Like I know you said you're a beginner at coding at best, but yeah. have you used any kind of skill sets that you learned from engineering to over to your business? Um it, not in a very specific sense. I mean, numbers is a big thing. You know, oh. you've got your, you know, the the first step in having a business is surviving. So, you know, the the numbers is fun. I enjoy that end of it. Um, but I I don't know, I think engineering as a course, you know, you come from school where it's very much you know what what answers are needed you know mm. it, my, my sort of time certainly with leaving cert was more based around predicting what was going to come up this year than actually yeah. studying you know <laughs> and then you go go to uni and I think you just sort of learn to think a bit more on your own so yeah. that was the big thing that was the, just the learning how to think on my own solve problems you know be presented problems in in words or pictures or whatever and breaking it down into a mathematical problem that can be solved yeah yeah no that's that's definitely that's definitely it and like at the moment um so you say you've moved into a warehouse so has it expanded beyond just you and your brother as a team or like what does yeah well it was never my my brother was he he was never involved in the business but he was very helpful in building websites teaching me how to code in that sort of sense but it was always my thing and he was helping me and he was you know he, he did a great job and you know three or four websites <laughs> yeah and um, he gave me a lot um but this is always it's always been my baby he works for a different company um and has his own thing now he doesn't you know we would not really do anything together with the website anymore apart from a little bit of advice here and there so yeah so sorry back to the warehouse so by the end of 2019 I had decided that by the middle of 2020 I wouldn't be packing orders anymore or unpacking stock you know I was going to be able to focus more on the computer side of things um, and and the sort of plan I felt very organized <laughs> um, and then obviously COVID came and you know everything got mixed up there was no more you know going to meet warehouses or look yeah. at warehouses like that and for us being an online business you know sales almost doubled or doubled almost overnight um, yeah. and continue to grow now so really from March April last year to when we finally did get to the warehouse in October they were hectic months you know yeah. it was all day packing parcels and it, it was a 
a, a big thing is I didn't want to, you know, I didn't want the customers to feel that we couldn't handle it or that we weren't handling it. You know, we really wanted to provide them at the same service they had been getting. Obviously that was almost impossible as the couriers were just, you know, they, they were experiencing black Friday sales, you know, for, with less yeah. staff for like six it, months straight. Yeah. It's hilarious that you say that about the couriers. Cause I was actually moving something and I rang enterprise, which is in Kilkenny city to rent the van. And the woman was like, we don't have any vans. And I was like, how do you not have like one yeah. van in the whole thing? And she was just like, oh, like DPD and Fastway have like just taken all of our vans because they're bringing on drivers to kind of fulfill orders and they don't have enough vans. Yeah. They're just going around rental places around Dublin. And I was like, oh my God. And I tried like <laughs> Enterprise in Dublin as well because like I work in Dublin, so I'd be up there a bit. Um, And she was just like, no, we don't have any. And I was like, how do you yeah. like two or three places just not have any vans? Um, that's mad. I think I ordered from you in that time. Um, and I'm pretty sure I got my thing like the next day. So like you kept <laughs> up the illusion anyway. We, I, yeah, I, that, yeah. <laughs> there were there were certain routes, I think, particular for DPD that they were just it was just bedlam. Whether it was certain areas or warehouses, they just couldn't get the staff or um physical distancing was too hard or you know there's there was different times um where certain depots were may- maybe even you know they were maybe even over a week late but, yeah you know they were doing their best they're still doing their best I, I still find it hard to believe that you know they've managed to keep running the entire time we we the same we've we've never stopped running and we've been able to keep operating so you know that's that's been good and we've tried to maintain our service and hopefully customers have been happy yeah no and like I think I've ordered yeah I've definitely ordered like twice um and I'm pretty sure like it arrived next day like I remember I got the little green card or the little orange card the little orange card yeah (laughs) and I was just like oh like it arrived and were you handwriting all of the yeah no yeah yeah every single card now unfortunately with with um you know things scaling up it's it's not possible to have the handwritten card a bit like it's not possible to have same day delivery you know, it's trying to, when it's a one-man show, you can do it. Although it's <laughs> physically draining or whatever, it, it's possible and it's fun to do it on your own. But if it's going to start adding costs for the, and, you know, those costs have to be paid for somehow, you don't want to bring up costs for that sort of thing. So it's trying to find a yeah. balance between keeping that level of customer service, but also keeping yeah. our pricing where people are used to. You know, we don't yeah. want to just increase pricing because we're getting bigger. We want to maintain the same pricing and if that means that you know the same day delivery is gone or the handwritten notes which neither of which I you know they both took me months to actually decide <laughs> to finish doing them but they're a part of it yeah um, part of the growth and we're just trying now and keep everything as, at least as consistent as people have come to expect you know maybe yeah. they're not getting that exact personalization that they, they they were getting but it's still getting the consistent hopefully friendly service that they're that they've been used to yeah no definitely and like are you going now through so if you got your own warehouse or if you opted for a fulfillment center or what what did that process look like for you um a fulfillment center um and for pretty specific reasons i've been thinking about this for a long time um and i'd spoken to a lot of people through 2019 about trying to find a solution it never um really appealed to me to run a warehouse we as a family have run a warehouse before um but i i don't know i didn't want to be tied down to that and um, so i wanted to find 
a good partner that was, you know, be able to do that for us and be able to um, maintain the little things that we like to do or to be able to change an order if somebody was very last yeah. minute and to be able to get the later cutoffs. You know, we, we, we've always had late cutoffs about 3, 4, well, it was 4 p.m., then 3 p.m. Uh, for next day delivery. And at the moment, that's almost impossible to maintain, but they are doing their best. And um, but once you know we get out of COVID, expect that to all return. Be able to maintain yeah. those, um, just the little things. We it took us a long time to find. Took me a long time to find um, a company that offered what we wanted. You know, it was about a year. I, I don't think there is a fulfillment company in Ireland for sure that I haven't spoken to. Um, and the, the company we did find in the end just just matched what we wanted. Um, and it, it's really been a, a good experience so far. Yeah, I say your parents were happy to have it moved out of their house. <laughs> yeah, it was really starting to take over. <laughs> um, and so what does like the supply chain look for you in terms of like sourcing your inventory and stuff? Like, is a lot of it sourced in Ireland or is it kind of a mix of Ireland, the UK and beyond? Or what, what does that look like? Yeah, the, the latter. It's, it's definitely Ireland, the UK and beyond. We, we've always... And um, we've moved around and um, for, for different reasons and also depending on the exchange rate, you know, you might move to get stuff from Europe or from the UK. Um, I, I couldn't tell you off the top of my head the percentages wise, but a, a, a lot of our supplement actually comes from a good distributor here in Ireland now. Um, and then we get we also have a number of partners in the UK and in Holland. Um, and then some of our UK partners, they import the US stuff. So we don't actually have to deal with that. It's already in, well, it was in the EU now, obviously it's not in the EU. So Brexit has for sure thrown up some issues, some fresh issues now. Um, yeah, I was going to ask you, because if you're getting like UK stuff, like how's Brexit impacted your service then? Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's been tough. Um, so at the end of last year, obviously, um, we had a long time to prepare for this. So um, sort of October, November, December last year, we were really stocking up on the UK brands and um, to have them here and ready. Knowing there was going to be some sort of delays, but we underestimated, or I underestimated um, a great deal. Uh, so even from the first two weeks in January, you could see that things were, the, just in particular, the UK brands were really, a lot more popular than I even expected. Um, so it's been a bit of a struggle to get some of that in in time. You know, we've had pallets waiting three, four weeks. Um, you know, I've never had so much stock um, en route as it's described in the um, stock, stock fulfillment program. It's just, it's been ordered, it's been dispatched and it's just waiting. It's somewhere uh, in yeah, between. I can imagine it in one of those hours. like, trucks that was like lined up for, yeah for ages trying to get across <laughs> um so it's the same like for the consumer you know I, I don't know if you've been buying from uk even i as a consumer buying through amazon or buying through uk retail websites it's it's not easy at the moment it's it's there's some delays charges you know just so much yeah. i think it will even yeah. itself out um but it's it's just going to take time the charges are probably going to be around you know customs charges are probably here to stay so I think it, it's a, in, in that way, it's, it's a big opportunity for Irish retailers, both online and physical, to prove that we can provide as good as, if not better, service than those UK companies have been. You know, it's, it's obviously hard to compete with some of those enormous companies in the UK, but, you know, the, the cert, their delivery is always going to be a little bit slower than if, you know, orders are being fulfilled in Ireland. You know, you're, you're talking yeah. an extra 24 hours in shipping time. So... 
it's an opportunity for us and for every Irish online business, especially as COVID restrictions hopefully start to um, you know be reduced. You know, yeah. people we can start to to um, showcase what we have here in Ireland. The online retail business in Ireland, you know, it's big. There's a lot of little companies that want to provide a good service, and I don't know. It's, I, th- I think it's it's interesting. It's fun. Yeah. And I, like, I think I, th- I saw an article um, recently and I think Fiona, who was on with me previously from the Green Outlook um, was featured. It was talking about how Irish online retailers were taking over from like Amazon, like that, that kind of yeah. that, I suppose, gap in the Irish market. Like I know, like I haven't even attempted, like I have an Amazon Prime account, um, but I, everyone keeps telling me to like move to french one or the german one and then you won't get the like custom yeah but I'm, I'm, i haven't ordered anything and it's definitely given me a sense of like consumer fear in terms of like uh, well i am doing a no spend february for another thing for my page but uh like even the thoughts of it like i'm like you have to read to see if they're going to charge customs and are they going to absorb the customs and the mm. so it, it, it is a whole lot of effort for consumer so if you yeah. can do that in ireland then that's great. Um, yeah, so that, that's it. We we can handle well. I mean, we certainly haven't got it down to you know perfection just yet, but we're getting the handle on what's needed. Our suppliers in the UK were you know most of them were very well prepared. Some of them have been very good. Apart from the shipping delays, you know they've had all the paperwork perfect from January first. Some of them are a little bit slower, and then it's also it seems to be a case of who manages to be the person checking your pallets. You know, yeah. some people maybe look for different things than others or get, you know, so we're all just trying to find find our way in that. But yeah, hopefully it's it's up to us Irish retailers to do that, the heavy work, get it across the border from the UK, from yeah. Europe, and then still be able to offer competitive pricing with quick delivery, good customer service in Ireland. And I think if you provide yeah. a good service at good pricing, yeah, you know, pe- people... People want to support Irish if they can. They don't want to pay over the odds or certainly considerably more than they would elsewhere. But I think people genuinely now more than ever do want to support Irish while they can. Yeah, and there was such a drive for that over Christmas, like with the Late Late Show. And um, and I think I did up a, a list of like 700 Irish businesses that people could purchase from rather than yeah. buy kind of overseas. Um, and like it is, it's what's going to get us through this like, like I know uh, no one's kind of talking about it but like obviously COVID has had such a vast economic impact Mm. um so but buying Irish and putting money back straight into the economy and stuff um is what's probably going to keep us going this time around um so yeah it's great it's that that a lot of our you know a lot of our consumer spending isn't you know just landing in the pockets of Amazon yeah you know so much even if you're buying you know, off individual retailers, off Amazon or anything like that, Amazon are still taking the bulk, you know, yeah. so all that is, is leaving our country not to be returned. So I think it's good to try and keep it in here, support Irish jobs, support everything yeah. Irish. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, so technically, I know you're you're using a fulfillment centre, but is AOB Nutrition, it's still a one-man job, essentially, yeah. other than, I, yeah. I am the sole employee of AOB Nutrition, Um and it's funny, probably at the start, I would have never, I was always at the mindset, try to own as much of the customer experience as possible, you know, from 
the mm. website shipping customer service um, and it was only after speaking to a lot of other people that it took it took a long time to warrant the idea of using an external company for that but then we found the perfect partner i think in the, the guys that we found to do it for us and it's it's worked out great so far and i don't know it's it's taking time but it, it's working and it probably maybe there's definitely pros and cons yeah of course there's, there's pros and cons to it um but for me in my situation i think this was the right uh, right decision and it feels so far like it's the right decision yeah that's good like it's working out and like it's 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 kind of like i understand like i just launched a product yesterday and um, but i took a va on in january just because i'm still working full time um, and I've taken a business partner on for the services, but it's so hard to let go of things yeah, when you've impossible. been, yeah, <laughs> like when it's been your kind of baby for, for so long. Um, and it's gas that you were saying. About I think them. we sort of become yeah. like a, a control freak, about, you know, not such a harsh word, but it is. You, you, oh, yeah. No, I'm definitely control. a control freak about things. Like, I'll be like, oh, will you do this? But then it takes me nearly as long to ask someone to do something because I give them such like yeah. kind of strict kind of this is how yeah. you do it. And then you do this and then you do this. So I'm like, oh, it's nearly as easy if I just do it myself kind of a thing. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's definitely like it's it's a development thing. Like it's being able to let go of things um to yeah and be able to trust find people yeah. you can trust and once you build up that trust it becomes a lot easier but it's always hard to hand over what well, i found it's it's hard to hand over any of the responsibility that you feel is so core to what you offer yeah but then if you do find people you trust it's just a matter of letting them do the job and, and let you not not um micromanaging them either you know it's this is you know when, when we went to the fulfillment company it was this is the level of service we've provided up until now and i really don't want the customer to know you know if they ordered yeah. last week i don't want them to know that it's that it's now somebody else doing it and yeah yeah <laughs> your secret's out now no one <laughs> um what so in terms of your inventory so like what drives your inventory is it customer or is it just yourself or like what what happens in terms of like what you stock yeah it's de definitely a bit of both um every every purchasing decision you know is my decision at the end of the day um but it's, it's trying to find what customers are talking about in general what customers are asking for also looking at sales you know on a weekly monthly quarterly basis being like right well that particular product has been great for a long time maybe mm. it's going to be great forever some products come and go you know in the space of a few months um yeah so it's it's trying to listen to a lot of different uh, noises coming from a lot of different directions and trying to make decisions based on that it's it's not an exact science it's definitely more of an art you can you can look at numbers of um things that we've had in stock for years and so that they're quite easy easy to predict and um, the big sellers who've been in stock for a long time um but as you get to new products smaller products you know um more recent production has been a big movement towards plant protein and plant-based products over the last couple yeah. of years and obviously had veganuary every year last year or this this year was you know definitely the biggest for us in selling vegan supplements and it seems to be growing more and more um so yeah it's, it's it's trying to just listen to to everybody and keep an eye on the figures and just see what makes sense yeah it, sometimes you make mistakes you buy 
you know too much of a new product you think is going to be hot and it <laughs> ends up going out of date in the shelves but that's yeah part of it. I saw actually recently um I video up on TikTok of a guy he owns like a sweet kind of wholesale thing and he talked about how he bought like a thousand cream eggs because he was like it's a sure seller for like Easter yeah. and he's still like left with cream eggs <laughs> <laughs> yeah and what you do and especially for seasonal things like that you know that <laughs> there's the popularity is going to drop off um, yeah. yeah and it is yeah. it's, it's 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 hard to to manage that but you get better and better at it and some you learn when probably to take more risk than other times you know there's certain product lines or things you see now and it's like maybe five years ago I would have loaded a load or loaded or bought a load of that stock and found out it was wrong and now it's like from you know maybe a bit more careful with that particular line but if it's a new flavor of fulfill bars for something you can be pretty sure they're going to sell in the hundreds if not thousands yeah and there's it's a new specific vitamin supplement or vitamin drink or something like that that's a bit more new um you know we, we um last year launched kombucha drinks and you know at the start they were slow then they really sped up slowed down again and now they've sort of found you, you know their level. an influencer to um to drink something and then yeah like, that's true it rockets like i'm pretty sure one of the products that i purchased from you because i've been looking around for a pre-workout for for so long and i purchased i couldn't find any irish retailers that were selling oxy shred yeah and i got it from you guys um but i specifically bought that because i spent ages a researching it but then i came across a video of a, per, a specific per, person like a youtuber that uses it and did more research on it so that's what led me to buy it so i can imagine a lot of people are influenced by i think for yeah. sure yeah and you notice it with new brands and new products um the ones that tend to do better now as like newly launched products are the ones that have had influencers push them or have very savvy social media campaigns. Um, And it's funny, like no matter how hard I try to keep on top of it, obviously you follow so many nutrition supplement news pages and things, you know, it's, it's very hard. It's very easy to get lost in the noise. So then again, it's listening to people as well. If somebody asks for a certain product or brand, it's like, Hmm. You know, if somebody's specifically asking for it, you know, there's a little bit of interest there, but it's obviously only one person. And then maybe you take a bit more of a chance on that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not by feel. It's just, yeah, it's just gambling at the end of the day. <laughs> it is sort um, of gambling, yeah. Yeah, because like when I specifically launched, I was like, I want, because I love stationery. So I was like, I'm going to bring out a whole line. And then I was like, no, um, I need to reel myself in and just test the market with one product. <laughs> and yeah. then like, but it's kind of like gambling. It's kind of like, well I'll try with this product but I don't know if this one is going to be the one yeah that, that yeah and I suppose it's a bit like um, an artist releasing a new album they have to pick a song to launch with is it's the yeah. same sort of idea um, yeah. and it's your bad. hunch says one thing but the, the consumers may agree with you or disagree with you and it's, it's just a waiting yeah. game it's mad though that you're it's it's still a one-man show after 11 years of being in existence yeah. now um fair play like I, I say this because for some reason in my head I'm like everyone works full-time and then runs this thing on the side whereas obviously it is your it's your baby yeah. it's 24-7 um it, it's you looking after it um and out of interest what at the moment is the most popular product on the website if you know uh, most hand? popular this most popular product would be fulfill bars 
I can imagine when you said it earlier. By the, it's, yeah. it's crazy. Um, but they, I mean, they are just a, a step above, you know, anything that had come before them. There's now um, a lot of other bars coming on the market that are arguably as good, if not better tasting or, or better um, nutritional profile. And to, to say better, maybe it's not fair, but they've really upped their game and fulfillers really raised the bar. Um, so for a long time, they, they offered just a, a superior bar to what was already on the market. And now, now there's definitely a lot of catch up and we're probably going to see some more exciting snacks and bars coming on. Yeah. because um, Apart I from that, it, beef protein as well. It's, you know, it's, it's mad. I think beef and vegan protein which is funny enough and just because yeah. both are more easily digested than whey for a lot of people not for everyone some people have absolutely no problem um yeah sugar. I don't think I've ever heard of beef protein no like, it's, it's very it's very new we, we, we only had it maybe 18 months or so but maybe you know maybe it's not one of the biggest sellers but it's a bigger grower you know the people yeah. who are buying it are staying with it um, beef, beef and beef and plant protein um which is, is funny, obviously, because you've got the vegans and then the yeah. sort of carnivores on the other side. Um, but both just seemed, people seem to have a better time digesting them than, than whey. Yeah. It's interesting. It's obviously a very, very whey dominated market for a long time. Yeah, no, definitely. And like, it's so funny, though, that you say about fulfill bars because I remember going through like all of my gym phases and the whole thing that oh, I'm hungry I'll get a protein bar because at least it's yeah if it has chocolate in it like at least it has like a good amount of protein in it as well yeah but like, I think fulfill was the only one that I ate that I was just like I can stomach this like it doesn't taste yeah like protein so that's where I think they hit it but as you said like a lot of other retailers or providers are now coming onto the scene that are also starting to hit that kind of niche yeah like, yeah because there's a few irish um protein bar um like stockists that are coming on the scene now i think i think eat real i feel like is an irish new irish brand and they're it's supposed to be like all like natural no yeah of, yeah that that's another brand is kind kind bars um yeah. they and they they they're so natural as well um you know it's all just nuts um i can't remember yeah. all the greens off the top of my head but a very natural product again i snack on them a lot um yeah, yeah. it just just a bit more natural maybe they don't yeah. have the same texture they don't satisfy the same sweet craving as a fulfilled yeah. bar would but you know it's still it's still a snack that's a bit healthier than a mars bar yeah so that Mar mars snickers m&m bars you know they're they all brought out bars. a protein like yeah. bar they, they sell really well yeah i haven't tried one of the like protein versions of their yeah. bars but i always see them whenever i'm in that kind of section and say like super value or something yeah i have them and um, yeah it's maybe their for this mars and snickers it's maybe their third second or third attempt at making a protein bar but these ones are good <laughs> are the ones they? before were I don't know. It was it was like something trying to be a Snickers or Mars bar, but these ones are much more. Oh, they've, they've got it. Um, and the M and M bars really, <laughs> they're really nice. Oh, I feel like I need to because I've tried some of those like protein cookies and stuff, and I don't like yeah. them. I'm not. Which which ones? The oh, I would it have been Lenny and Larry or? Yeah, I think so. Like the ones that yeah are pretty free, and I remember picking one up one time, and I was just like. Mm, this isn't it I was like it's not it's yeah not, it doesn't give me the cookie hit that I wanted yeah 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 exactly yeah 
Um, and what would be, this might be putting you on the spot, but what's your kind of go-to products that you would get from the, the store? Um, I religiously take greens. I don't really eat a lot of leafy green veg. So <laughs> every day I, I have a green shake. I also take electrolytes first thing in the morning. Um, I'll always have a protein shake after training. Um, and then recently I've started to take glutamine for gut health and it's, yeah, it's, it's interesting. I've read a lot about it and never really tried it. And yeah, it's, it's good effect. That's since, interesting. Because oh, yeah, I feel been... digestion since it, yeah. I mean, who knows if it's placebo or not. So I'll try it for a few weeks. I've only just started the last week or 10 days. So usually I try and do things for four to six weeks before making a decision. So yeah, we'll that's interesting. Let me know how it goes. Cause I'm, I'm literally, I'm in that rabbit hole at the moment where I'm looking into things for good health. Um, yeah. it's, a, that's a, it's a huge area. It's probably my biggest interest is, is good health. It's yeah, I think really it's, it's the forefront of, um, you know, yeah. medicine, but it is, it's there. It's, um, I'm really, yeah. And I'm really interested in the, like the mind gut connection. Um, yeah. yeah, I find that like absolutely fascinating. So I'm in a deep dive at the moment, um, for good health and like mind gut connection and stuff like that. Um, but before big interest of mine and then the other the other supplement i take is a nootropic supplement i love taking a, a neutral like a brain supplement take one every morning ah so, yeah and does it work play, play around with different ones yeah um whether it works uh, like <laughs> to say 100 that it, there's no element of placebo it would be would be wrong but yeah i feel but, i feel more productive um you know yeah. when i take this it's, but even it's very I easy take... you're sitting on a computer all day to get distracted or to you know yeah. focus and you know i think you know when it's worked but when you sit down at the end of the day and you've got up from your computer had dinner whatever and you sit down on the couch and you, you take out your phone and it's like oh god this is all new you know yeah whereas some days you could check every time you check it's like well i've seen this five minutes ago or yeah, yeah. So. well like yesterday because because i launched yesterday i felt like a um watching a cattle boil like a watch cattle never boils you're like yeah. oh there's another order and oh there's yeah. another order so I can imagine like sometimes it's kind of like that it's kind of like if you were to put something up or do something because it is just you rather than say have someone doing social media or whatever yeah it's just you kind of watching all the analytics and, and everything so um before we finish up um what would be your kind of top tips from your 11 years um in business now of for anyone who's interested in starting a business um certainly be open to learning uh there's everyone you come across or meet has got something to teach you it's up to you to find it hmm. sure that's um i don't know you, you learn every day uh work hard work smart work hard you know working hard and just going doing the same thing every day is not necessarily going to put you in a position of being a business owner. It might make you put you in a position of having a good job or a good income, but th there's a difference there. Mm. So it's trying to, yeah. Um, God, I don't know. Read. I love reading. <laughs> uh, just be open to learning. Um, yeah. And the, and the, the, the first step in, in running a business is survival you know you've got you've got to make sure that you're going to survive don't take a risk that you can't afford is is going to go wrong yeah long that's, term that's definitely it though <clears throat> oh sorry that's definitely it though like 
especially when like you didn't start out with a lot of money to kind of start with yeah. like you kind of turned over product as yeah. you had the money coming in and you sold product then you bought more and you turned it over so start small and like yeah start, exactly yeah that's really important and if you put you know if, it would have been very different for me if I had to make a living wage from day one but because yeah. I was in uni you know all I needed was enough to be able to go out in a student night out which probably yeah. only about 20 or 30 quid anyway <laughs> yeah and well, you know we... that that's all I needed so it was it gave me a chance to learn you know those first yeah. you know maybe five six seven years maybe they weren't all that profitable but the, the amount I've learned and you know when you, yeah. when you do make a mistake the stakes are so small yeah if I was to make a mistake now the same mistake I made six or seven years ago you know could have much worse consequences yeah yeah no exactly so you, yeah it's trying to position yourself that you don't you can't not that you can't but you, put, you try and position yourself as best you can that any um gamble or risk or choice you make if it does go in the other direction that it's not going to ruin you yeah and like I think that's that's definitely a good lesson because that, I think that's why I reined myself in and was like no I start with one product and I start with a small stock of one product and I test that because yeah. I don't want to be left with a whole stationery shop well I actually say I don't <laughs> want to be left I would love to be left with the whole stationery shop in my office um but yeah no it's definitely like so say for example like you now probably still err on the side of caution if there's with the kombucha and stuff if there's a new product coming out you won't order thousands of it you'll order exactly. a smaller supply first and test it and then as soon as you have the demand for it then maybe you'll you'll increase supply and um, exactly yeah no that that's um amazing um and before we finish up um if you want to give a shout out of where people can find the store or your socials and kind of um keep keep an eye out for what's to come for you guys for 2021 yes great uh, so the the website is aobnutrition.ie and all of our social media handles um on instagram which would be the the main one facebook and twitter is all at aobnutrition one word lowercase perfect so yeah even just head over to instagram give us a follow you'll see the new products and if you get bored you can always unfollow <laughs> yeah um or just order stuff from an Irish supplier yeah um, <laughs> or, or order yeah stuff. you talking about fulfill bars has made me be like I could like go down to the shop and buy one or I could probably just order one from you out of the convenience of my home like which is a really yeah. bad thought yeah um cheaper and hopefully you get a good service and you know yeah. that's the, the thing we really want to do it's, it's very hard you know everyone in Ireland to a degree can can offer next day delivery but then it's a different thing you know actually following through with it um and it is it's harder now both on ourselves the warehouse and the couriers to you know they can't 100 guarantee next day delivery but what they they are guaranteeing and i can definitely see it you know they are doing their best and um, we're, we're lucky here with the the dpd guys that we yeah. have servicing here and at the warehouse and they're they're really trying um, it's not easy for them it's not easy for anyone you know they've they've not had a day at home or a, you know yeah like like a lot of us have where you know you haven't had to go to work they've had to go to work every day they've gone from working five days to six days um you know it's, it's insane and like, and hats off to them yeah for, for the small amount of problems that there are hats off to how how good they've been able to maintain it 
yeah and like they definitely are like I don't want to diss all their careers like they definitely um a really good kind of friendly service like I I'm like this sounds so bad but we're on like a first name basis with our DPD driver now because it's the same DPD driver that comes by all the time um but any of the other couriers like they will obviously it's contactless delivery now but DPD will always like ring our bell leave it there and wait in the van to make sure you've got your delivery yeah. um if they if they and then if you don't answer in five minutes they'll probably be like oh well they're not home um but some of the other like when I say pound our door to knock on it <laughs> and they run back yeah and they'll be like driving off and we open it and we're always like do we need to put a sign up to say we've a bell like it doesn't really matter to us but like they proper like bang on the door it sounds really violent sometimes so yeah it's funny yeah. um we, we've worked with a lot of different couriers and um you know and, and the post as well and we, we know our postman here from a personal point of view you know very well and same with our couriers and it is yeah so some of the other companies i'm not going to name names or anything like that but yeah you do wonder where, where they're uh and nobody's perfect i'm sure people have had bad um experiences with, with everyone with every company when a company gets any you know sort of scale it's always going to be people who have bad experiences but on average i do feel that DPD are our best partner there um, and they, they've always done as best they could for us and you know when there is a problem they try to sort it and you know they're in over their heads at the moment with the just the sheer volume of stuff going through you know yeah. maybe now they've, they've got more of a handle on it and um, but you know the whole way through COVID last year then Black Friday on top of that you know it was Black Friday and Christmas you know no one able to go to the shops everyone ordering online yeah. <laughs> to do some serious volume. I can imagine your sanity yeah like was was at, at least you were in a fulfillment center at that point so. yeah. yeah yeah you still yeah. dpd but and yeah and i don't have to deal with that but it's it's me who gets every single customer query or <laughs> question complaint whatever it might be and yeah it's trying to keep people happy even when their parcel's been delayed you know there, there were parcels on particular routes last year during covid that maybe two weeks delayed when it was meant to be next day delivery but yeah, yeah it's, it's really hard when I think that particular um depot at the time had either an outbreak or a, you know they were really experiencing reduced staff due to COVID and there just wasn't enough vans or drivers on the road to to keep up yeah that's mad but yeah thank you so much for for coming on and chatting all things it's so interesting to to hear the kind of ins and outs um of the business yeah, great. No, it's been great. As I said, it's my first time doing something like this, so it's um, <laughs> it's not been as bad as I'd hoped, as bad as I'd worried. <laughs> I'm I'm glad. I'm glad.